The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Oh, hell no! Whatever! The following program contains opinions expressed by the Dead Zone. If you find this broadcast offensive, lighten up, candy ass. What? Oh my gosh. It's a radio show. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Power up request received. Initiating systems. Powering up transmitters. Welcome to the Dead Zone. David J. Paul is an actor, a producer, well-known for Devil's Night, and the, the, the magnificent, I can't speak, the magnificent Raiders, and more. Plus, we'll have Michelle with the Paranormal News, of course, and we're going to kick off tonight with Comatose by She. Check it out. Also, COVID's over, for the most part. Got a lot of uh, events coming up soon some that have already happened some that are going on right now so stay tuned we'll have more information on every information for <laughs> on everything that's coming up it's been a real long day i apologize no. i need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen
news. Coast to Coast AM article, former director of national intelligence hints at revelatory UFO report. Dated March 22, 2021, written by Tim Benal. In a recent interview with Fox News, former director of national intelligence John Ratcliffe shared insights on the UFO phenomenon and suggested that a forthcoming government report on the subject could contain significant revelations. His intriguing comments were made during a conversation with Maria Bartiromo this past Friday evening. Positing that the former Trump administration official saw the most intelligence that anyone has ever seen other than the president, the host noted that the government is required to issue a report on UFOs to the public later this year and asked Ratcliffe if such strange objects have been seen. Although he chuckled when Bartiromo initially broached the topic, the former DNI offered a serious response, saying that the government has lots of reports about what we call unidentified aerial phenomena. He went on to confirm that the government will be issuing a proverbial UFO report in a few months and claimed that he wanted to get this information out and declassified before I left office, but was unable to pull off such a feat. Frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public, Ratcliffe said, explaining that these reports come from Navy or Air Force pilots or have been picked up by satellite imagery. These puzzling objects, he revealed, engage in actions that are difficult to explain, move in a manner seemingly impossible by current technology, and exceed the sound barrier without a sonic boom. Ratcliffe revealed that there are quite a few of those incidents on record and postulated that information on these cases is being gathered and will be put out in a way that the American people will see. As for what could be behind these inexplicable sightings, he indicated that when we see these things, we always look for a plausible explanation, citing weather effects or potential foreign technology, but conceded that there are instances where we don't have good explanations for what we have seen. Pressed by Bartiromo for more information on where these objects have been seen, Ratcliffe marveled that there have been sightings all over the world. Dismissing the notion that such reports come from a solitary witness, he clarified that usually we have multiple sensors that are picking up these things. Ultimately, the former DNI mused that I think it'll be healthy for as much of this information to get out there as possible so that the American people can see some of the things that we've been dealing with. Fortunately, we won't have to wait all that much longer to see what, if anything, gets revealed to the public as the government report on UFOs is set to be released on June 1st. So if you have any proof of UFOs, sorry about that, any proof of UFOs, uh, whether you have pictures, videos, um, you have an, a, a story that you'd like to share, email me at michelle.deadzone at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E dot deadzone at gmail.com.
The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out, they crawl all over your dirty snout, your chest. My name is David Walton. I am a vocal performer for What Are You Afraid Of? Horror and Paranormal Show. And I have carried the burden of a terrible secret. I am actually what is offensively called a ghost. For years now, I have concealed my ectoplasmic existence from my friends and family, in fear of a common prejudice against ghosts, or what we like to call the disembodied. I have existed frightened of being discovered, unable to do physical acts that the embodied take for granted, such as walking a squirrel, or drinking a glass of vitamin E milk fresh squeezed from a whale. I grew depressed and even considered acts of self-harm or reincarnation, which is suicide for the disembodied. Such movies as Ghostbusters and its sequels drove my feelings of disenfranchisement and I began looking for help, only to encounter painful exorcisms in the houses I haunted. Then, I met two good people, it says here, Fox and Phil, at What Are You Afraid Of? Horror and Paranormal. And they helped me take control of my unlife. Now, it is my choice whether I wish to make phantom bangs in the night, appear at the foot of your bed in darkness, or make your walls bleed. If you are a disembodied person like I am, and you're living a lie, what are you afraid of can help you too. They are on at 9pm on Friday nights at Para-X Radio, leaving plenty of time for midnight haunting activities, and can be found on all major podcast services. Listen to their paranormal stories, interviews, humorous sketches and horror fiction, to know that you are not alone. And if you are a member of the Embodied, don't forget, you are only a single heart attack or tumour away from becoming one of us. This is David Walton. See you on the other side. Or as I call it, this side. And that is the end of a perfect day. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-S.
Our next story, again, still on Coast to Coast AM. Story is called Ghost Boy Spotted in Jordan. There is a video with this that you can also check out after I read the story here to you. Then I'll let you know what I think of the video. An eerie video filmed by an urban explorer in Jordan appears to show a young boy lurking in an abandoned building. And some viewers suspect that the out-of-place figure is a ghost. The spooky footage was reportedly captured last month by Jordanian YouTube personality Hassan Babar, who has created an array of videos wherein he instills shuttered sites, where he visits shuttered sites in the hopes of encountering ghosts or documenting paranormal activity. In this particular instance, which saw the man investigating a building that appears to be unfinished, it would seem that this search, his search for spirits was successful. In the video, which was already rather spooky due to the darkness and its derelict nature of the site, Barbar roams around the building with a flashlight. When he illuminates down a series of doorways, he is stunned to see a small boy dressed in all black standing at the end of the makeshift hallway. 
After a brief stare down, the unsettling youngster eventually turns and walks out of sight. A shaken barbar then dashed towards the spot where he saw the stranger and finds that it is an empty room. As one might imagine, many viewers suspect that the ghost hunter stumbled upon the spirit of a child in the empty building. Unfortunately, due to the language barrier, it's difficult to get Barbar's precise thoughts on the experience. Though the Arabic caption to his video reads, The child of the jinn threatened me that he would complain about my appearance, which would appear to indicate that the ghost hunter believes that he encountered a supernatural being. Of course, not everyone is convinced, as many skeptical observers argue that the scene was orchestrated in order to generate a buzz for Barbar's YouTube channel. With that in mind, what's your take on the video? So if you go to the page, check it out. Tell me what you think. Email me at michelle.deadzone at gmail.com. And I'll tell you my thoughts on it. It looks like a person standing down at the end of a hallway in a doorway. And just stands there for a minute and then turns and walks away. It does not look spiritual at all. Um, it just looks like someone standing there. Whether it's a young boy or a teenager or a short man, it's hard to tell because they're not close enough. But my gut says that it's not real. It was staged. Anyway, check it out. Let me know. Michelle.deadzone at gmail.com. I'm saying, are you ready? If all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts. Here are the one, the only, Dead Zone. Hello? Hello, David. Hello? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear Okay, like I said, I apologize. Uh, we're going to have an eight-second oh. delay, um, but uh, welcome to the show, David oh, hey, J. Paul. Thank you very much. Well, glad to have you. David J. Paul, actor, producer, known for Devil's Night and, yes, and the uh, Magnificent Raiders and more. Tell us a little bit about what's going on, man. Well, um... Go in the room, please. I'm sorry, my, my kids are here. I'm trying to get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, no problem. Understand. Well, I, uh... I, I've been in the industry uh, for roughly around four years, uh, starting at 2017 and 18, and then I took a break because I was from New Jersey. I moved to Florida, so I had to take two years off because I had to settle into the new state. I have three little kids, so I had to focus on family, make sure everyone's secured. And then this past January, I started hitting the industry at full speed ahead. And I have a lot of work all the way booked up to currently the year 2024 now. I have, um, you know, I, I did a whole bunch of movies just recently. I did uh, Bloody Nun. It's a horror film uh -huh. that was really good. That's coming out hopefully next month sometime. I did... Uh, another horror film called Amityville Thanksgiving oh really which I play a private investigator that that's coming out soon also by the same director Will uh -huh. Colazzo his name is really good director uh, really talented um, and then I jumped right after that 
into a very big feature out in Texas. It was called Devil's Night. Right. Uh, Devil's Night. I play one. I play one of the lead supporting characters throughout the whole film. Uh, I play one of two brothers that wants revenge on this creature called the Bone Devil, which slaughtered my, you know, whole family. So my brother and I go to the king when he sent out a uh, long, you know. I need help kind of thing for the eight bravest knights that he could find right. from all over the world. And when they actually found them, my brother and I actually demanded that we ride along with the Lost Blades because we have revenge at hand. So that whole quest is uh, a great horror fantasy medieval timepiece. It's starring Kevin Sorbo, right. Angie Everhart, Daniel Baldwin, Eric Roberts. So it's a good star-studded cast. It's very entertaining. It's going to be out everywhere, uh, hopefully before next year. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a whole bunch of other projects coming up. Like you mentioned, the Magnificent Raiders of Dimension War One. Right. That's uh, that's going to be a very very big budget film. It's a animated feature film with a voiceover role. Right. Um, that's going to be uh, turned also related to a video game. Oh, that's cool. And uh, that yeah, that has a huge star studded cast also. There's people like uh, Gigi Egli from Farscape. There's Tom Sizemore, Bay Ling from the original crew with Brandon Lee. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's Terry Funk, WWE Hall of Famer who plays uh, one of my um, partners in the movie. I uh, I pretty much play this character named Mel No Deal DePolo. He's um, a starship captain. He's an outlaw, pretty much. And um, uh, my character, unfortunately, he gets himself in unexpected trouble a lot <laughs> on a lot of dealings that I do. All right. Um, so, so that's a, that's a really, really cool character. Um, also, it's going to be setting up for a series, which is going to be based on eight books. It's a long... Uh, long animated feature so it's going to be something that a lot of people are going to be really really excited to watch and uh, there's the video game that's going to be uh, called Dragonfly Escape from Deneb 4 um, that's going to be based off of the uh, animated feature film so uh, my character is going to be in a lot of those too right. um, just a whole bunch of stuff man it's, right, you've it's, been, you've been it's busy. a blast so far yeah you've been busy it <laughs> seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Busy, but it's good busy. It's good busy, yeah. Um, what uh, what got you into the industry? What got you wanting to act? So, so the cool thing about this is, um, like, uh, I would say in 2009, yeah. I, uh, was, I was living in New Jersey at the time. And um, I was into the sport of bowling. Yeah. So what happened was uh, in that same year, I turned professional in the sport of bowling. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I was on tour, there is uh, this person that uh, said, I think that you would be a good actor. You have this uh, kind of look to you that you could be something really, really good in the industry. So you should give it a shot. Here's my card. Right. So I gave her, uh, so I took her card. And sure enough, um, 
she uh, told me to go to the set one day and just check it out. I went to the set, I checked it out, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Let me uh, give us a shot. Yeah. And sure enough, right as soon as I was acting, I, I said, this I could see for long term. Yeah, and I want to do this. I've been with it ever since. Right. I w- this is what I want to do. I get it. Yeah, I understand. Getting out. Congratulations, by the way. Man, that's awesome. Discovered while bowling. I appreciate it. <laughs> Discovered while bowling, right? <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Go figure. <laughs> All right. So, um, not to jump ahead, but uh, what's going on with the uh, the nine three? Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you there. I'm sorry, not to jump ahead, um, but uh, what's the deal with the Nun 3? Is that something new that's coming out, or is that something oh. that's been out? Yeah, so uh, so Bloody Nun 3 um, is actually the third and last installment of the Bloody Nun trilogy. Right. Um, this one is um, supposed to be a pretty scary one. I mean, when I was filming it, um, like, it was really cool it was eerie it, you had that little feeling to it when you're on set um but with this movie it is pretty much basically uh you know it's a, like a based in a haunted uh church right and it's supposed to be a game basically uh there's a host of a game that, that has us as contestants like five of us as contestants and uh if we capture footage in the haunted church that we find some paranormal activity then the first one to find it wins five hundred thousand dollar grand prize oh wow so when we so so our characters get all excited we decide to eventually split up and try and find it on our on ourselves and uh we just find out that each one of us is going missing one at a time and we're finding out that later on we're getting picked off by right. the uh, spirit of the bloody nun right so um we realize afterwards it's not a game anymore and now we've <laughs> got to try or find try or find a way to get out before it's too late so it's a it's a pretty cool movie pretty cool concept uh i play this character named wes chapman i'm kind of like a bully mm-hmm. uh but i'm kind of like a cool kind of guy i have shades on i have a uh, i'm dressed in all black so um, you're I, you're I, a uh, you're a paranormal investigator in this one, right? I believe that's what I read. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 I'm uh I'm basically the kind of guy that had a failed show before, right? And uh, for a paranormal show, and it failed within a week. Right. So I decided <laughs> this could be my last chance. Yeah. You're, yeah. That's awesome. That kind of reminds me of uh, Bill Murray and uh, Ghostbusters too, right? He had a failed show there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got everything going on, and, um, man, I mean, is there anything that you would like to like, do, like a teaser that we haven't already? Or do you want to keep things under wraps for right now? Well, um... I mean, there there's some there's some stuff that um, is coming out. Um, my uh, friends and I we decided to start our own production company. Okay. Uh, it's called Two Brothers Productions. Okay. And uh, what I mean by Two Brothers Productions, it's um, a good friend of mine named Matt Vasquez and uh, myself. We grew up together as really close friends, and uh, it it we just had this special bond that it's like an older brother younger brother type kind of bond mm-hmm. so 
we decided that, uh, you know, when we got into the movie industry, let's just make really cool movies and start our production company called Two Brothers Productions. And I decided to bring in a couple more friends of mine. And um, I just wanted to tell them that I wanted to do a 13 feature film process off the company. Yeah. And uh, they all jumped on board and they loved it. And uh, we're pretty much going to be uh, doing all different kind of genres in the industry at least one time around. Right. Until we hit to the 13th and final film. Right. And uh, the 13th and last film, I want it to be like a Friday 13th type slasher movie. Oh, that'll but be even cool. Better. That'll be very cool. <laughs> that will be awesome. I mean, you, yeah. you're doing so well right now. I mean, and. I assume you're able to make a living off of what you're doing right now. You don't have a, a day job or anything like that, right? So I'm doing I'm doing good in the industry. Um, also, when I'm not on set or doing a movie, mm-hmm. um, I decide just to you know pick up some Ubering. So I'm an Uber driver back here in Florida. Yeah. Because uh, I can set my own days, hours, times, <laughs> okay. my own pay. Do you have a? Do you I get, have a? Re- uh, do you get recognized? Yeah, hey, my, actually, my, when I'm driving, my Uber driver, um, yeah, <laughs> people start recognizing me. That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. It's um, I wear my sunglasses a lot, obviously, because I can't see anything when I'm driving out here. And, right. Uh, I was hoping that would uh, not really catch my attention with people, and some people are actually still recognizing. Oh yeah. They said, "Hey, man." Like after they get out of the car, can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool, man. Let's do it." And oh, right. Then they just, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, they're they're shocked. <laughs> well, like you said, though, you you uh, wear your sunglasses, but as this uh, paranormal investigator and the nun or bloody nun three, sorry, <laughs> even on the cover art, you have your sunglasses on. Yeah, yeah, they they want me to have this kind of style to yeah. my characters right. that um, I guess they they like it and how it looks on camera. Right. So right. I don't ask questions i just do it just do and, it <laughs> and i bring the characters to life as best i can right yeah it looks it looks cool man it looks it looks really awesome you know the nun three is that not out yet it's still in production or or post-production or is it already out is there somewhere so that's not out yet okay no, it's not out yet. Okay. Uh, it should be coming soon. I know that um, Amityville Thanksgiving is might be coming out sooner, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, tell me something. About, tell us both tell of us, those movies. Yeah, tell us more. Out. Tell us more about Amityville Thanksgiving. I mean, how close to the original plot of the movie is that, or is it just not at all? Um, so with Amityville Thanksgiving. Well, um, I could tell you that um, it's it's still in the Amityville kind of genre. Right. Um, so you get creepy stuff going, just right. like uh, the regular Amityville stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but for my character, I play uh, private, investigator, private investigator Grayson Hayes. And, um, you know, before you know it, I'm wearing my sunglasses again. <laughs> and um, yeah. I... <laughs> yeah, it's the sunglass thing. And um, my character is pretty much telling uh, one of the killers, that I believe is the killer, yeah. that I know who you are. Right. You know, there's no reason to hide. I'm coming for you. That kind of, kind of, you know, 
cool right. character that right. I'm actually portraying. So right. I like those kind of characters. I like the calm, cool, collected kind of guys that right. is real confident in himself that he knows he can get the job done. Right. Well, you know, to be honest, uh, I and on every pretty much every promotional photo of of our show, the Dead Zone or Rip, I have my sunglasses on too because I always wear them. You know, it's like like my hat. If I if I don't have my hat on, I don't feel right. You know what I mean? It just feels off to me. I get it though. I understand. I do. I. <laughs> You know, uh, in 2017, 18, when I started this thing um, for for the career, I used to wear a black fedora hat a lot. Right. And um, I I just, you know, a lot of the producers kept saying, I like that look, just keep wearing the black fedora hat in as many films as you have, because that's like your your, your, Your signature. um, Yeah. Kind of like style. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So I did that. And now it's not the hat, but now it's the sunglasses. Right. <laughs> so it's always something. <laughs> always something. Right. All right, man. Is there anything else that you want to get out there and let everyone know before we have to go? I mean, I know we're going to cut it short, and I apologize for that. And we're going to have you back if, if you don't mind. We'll talk a little more about the uh, yeah, absolutely. Diff- different films, but uh, anything else at all? So, um,. So coming up, uh, I am going to be playing the lead evil knight in uh, uh, it's sort of like a Conan Barbarian type feature film. Okay, it's called Zord the what Barbarian. Did, uh, what did Kevin, and, um, what did Kevin have to say um, about that? Or did you tell him? <laughs> Sorbo, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just making a joke. Anyway, you go ahead. That's fine. It's quite right. <laughs> yeah, the, the Zord the Barbarian. It's based on a trilogy and. Um, that's a really cool one because it reminds me of Devil's Night. Uh, you right. know, with me coming from the sword fighting, right. uh, it's the same thing. But Zorg the Barbarian, and right. I play the uh, lead, lead evil knight, and an uh, evil sorceress tells me I have to protect the sorceress from Zorg the Barbarian and his friends. And um, pretty much the whole movie is me being the protector. But there's uh, this king. King King Drexel, his name is, which um, I have cast by a good friend of mine, Robert Stanley, who also played my uh, you know leader in Devil's Night. So right. we're kind of like reprising the same kind of roles in a way, except yeah. instead of Devil's Night, it's now the Zorg the Barbarian. So it's pretty cool. And um, like I said, it, they're going to be building it up for a trilogy. It's going to be a lot of fighting, a lot of war, a lot of um, cool fantasy stuff. So that's something to look out for. Um, I also have a couple things in January. I'm going out to California to yeah. star in a couple of really big films with some A-listers in a couple of westerns. Oh, um, cool! I can't uh, give out the details currently now. Right. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm chasing down some of these really bad outlaws, uh, and uh, one of the celebrities that's the lead of it. Uh, I have to chase him down. And um, that's going to be a very big one. That's a sequel to one of the originals that's already out on Netflix. Oh, so very cool. We have a lot of things in, in the works. Yeah, very. A lot, cool. a lot of big things. Um, so we're really excited. All right, David. Do you have a, a website that anyone can go to and uh, just 
uh, browse your career and what's going on with you or, or nothing like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they can always look up uh, on IMDb. They can look up David J, the letter J, Peary Paul. Right. P-A-U-L. Right. And uh, I have a lot of my work on IMDb that I already did uh, in the past, what is filming now, and what's coming out uh, in post-production later. Okay, that's cool. But no, no, uh, like a, a, of course you have your Facebook page. And there. And, but no, and, uh, uh, no so website. So I have a lot of that stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, but, but everybody you... could keep up with my work. On, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be announcing, no, no website yet, but right. uh, that's also in the process because we just started our uh, company just very recently. Right. So right now that's going to be in the works. Right. Uh, but that should be up shortly as well. All right. Um, well. But other than that, um, we have a lot of stuff coming up. So. A lot of stuff. All right, you guys, keep a watch out for David J. Paul. Already has great films out there right now, and more in the works. So we appreciate you come. We, I'm sorry, I can't talk. We appreciate you coming on, and we hope you will come back. Hello, you still there? Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, okay, we're gonna have you back. Okay. All right, Dave. Yes. No problem. Okay. Yep. Talk to you later. Good night. Good evening. I am Sammy Terry, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. <laughs> Your source for everything paranormal, Para-X.
This is Rick McCullum of the Hollywood Ghost Hunters, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. Dead Zone WDZRDB Worldwide.
Yes! I found it at last! Marla's Sacred Cauldron. This is the legendary artifact that has been whispered about in hushed tones for hundreds of years, and now it's mine! All mine! <laughs> <laughs> Who dares defile the sanctity of my castle walls? Step away from the cauldron, you impertinent, muddy-metaled maltworm. Never! I've spent half my lifetime trying to discover your age-old secret of stirring the cauldron! Oh, for Merlin's sake, that's no deep, dark secret. Just tune into the Para-X Radio Network Thursday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern for more cauldron stirring than you can shake a wand at. Oh. Well, uh, in that case, I, I guess I don't need to take up any more of your time, so I, I guess I'll be going. Not just yet. We've got a little unfinished business to take care of. That's this. <clears throat> That's Stirring the Cauldron with Marla Brooks every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Para-X Radio Network. If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. This is the Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.